Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome in to the free game show on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. My partner, James Salinas, is alongside from Denver, Colorado, as we get you ready for a day full of sports betting opportunities on this Sunday, July 18th, 2021. Good morning to you, James. You know, I don't necessarily get to tip you on a few golf bets here because the leaders have already teed off. So maybe some in-game wagering opportunities for you. It is the 100. 149th edition of the Open Championship. The final round is underway at Royal St. George's in Sandwich, England. And the overnight leader was Louis Oosthuizen, and he's led wire to wire so far on the overnight trading. He was plus 140 to go ahead and win this. One shot back was Colin Morikawa. He was at plus 190 and three shots off the pace. Jordan Spieth was trading at about plus 550. Now, currently, Colin Morikawa has made his way onto the back nine with a three-shot advantage. Jordan Spieth has not lost any ground off of that lead. He is still three shots back. He's at 11 under par. Louis Oosthuizen is one over on his round, also three shots back of Morikawa at 11 under par. And it's pretty much a three-horse race at this point, James. Brooks Kepka got out early and shot a 65. He's at eight under par. Mackenzie Hughes at eight under. John Rahm, no real run uh, in him today. A lot of people thought maybe he could come from off the pace and make a charge, but it really has not materialized. He is at eight under par and now six shots back of Morikawa's lead. Dustin Johnson, Robert McIntyre, Daniel Berger, Dylan Fratelli, and Corey Connors all at seven under par. Did you get involved in the Open Championship at all, James, whether in-game, mid-round, what have you, or prior to the tournament teeing off on Thursday? Brady, nothing prior to the tournament. Yesterday on Betting Across America with Adam Candy, we did get involved a little bit. I did take a piece of, uh, I did take a piece of Corey Connors at the time when he finished up his round. It was 33 to one. It was a long shot, so obviously we know how we kind of space and, and value our bets when it comes to a long shot like that at 33 to one. Obviously, the party's over there. He's not in contention at this point. Seven strokes back. And looking at where the numbers are right now, I don't know, Brady. Is there anything to even get involved with right now? I'm looking at Morikawa. He's a five dollar 
dollar favorite. Louis Louis is sitting plus five fifty, and Jordan Spieth plus eight hundred. The only three, like you said, three horse race right now. But right now, Marikawa Marikawa as a five dollar favorite. Anything to get involved with with either of those three golfers at this point in the tournament? Well, you know what? Even at minus five hundred, it, it looks like uh, you know he's got a heck of a chance to win this thing. He is now teeing off on the twelfth hole, so he's got six holes left to play with a three-shot lead, and he's made a couple of miraculous par saves uh, on the last uh, stretch of three or four holes when it looked like he might drop a shot. And really, the weakest part of Morikawa's game is around the greens, the scrambling and the putting, but he's been able to come up with some great saves today when I thought maybe he would drop a shot. He has not. So, you know, it's hard to lay minus 500. uh, Spieth at plus 800. Louis at plus 550. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know if it's worth a shot, James, to be honest with you. I think maybe the best you could hope for right now is to get into a playoff, but it just doesn't look like Morikawa is going to get rattled, and, and he really has that reputation. We saw it earlier when he won uh, the concession back in Florida. Uh, I want to say this was a couple of months ago, and down the stretch, you know, he had that Tiger Woods-like mentality and, and just, uh, you know, looking nothing but forward through that, uh, not looking in the rearview mirror, but nothing but everything in front of him and uh, just remained unflappable in that contest and he looks kind of the same way here you know making these par saves we really have not seen a chink in the armor yeah right now now another nice shot onto the green i'm locked out now so obviously they're seeing that good shot too i'm not going to get involved here i'm not laying five dollars here to to try to get involved at this point with marikawa and yeah you talked about the that championship mindset and being able to control the nerves and finish out on day four in a major and that's exactly where he's at it has dropped down to four dollars right now and spieth has moved up to plus 650 but at this point I think I'm just going to stay out of it well maybe there's something there that we haven't seen on the tournament feed just yet that is making those numbers change but Colin Morikawa of course the PGA champion in 2020 at Harding Park I mentioned the concession earlier he won the workday championship in a playoff over Justin Thomas last summer so you know at a very young age and a Las Vegas resident he practices at the Summit Club right here uh, locally in Las Vegas so that's kind of fun to see a local story possibly get the claret jug here today but you know at a very young age he has become mature beyond his years as far as that winning championship mindset that you and I have both talked about I mean you know a lot of times it takes guys years now we saw Tiger Woods come right on tour with this kind of mindset and it's not all that far removed it seems with Colin Morikawa seems like he's got as well Brady a very he's very level-headed doesn't get too high doesn't get too low doesn't show a lot of emotion just very composed and very focused and obviously when you're when you're getting this deep into a major and you've been there and done that before from his mindset as a young player I think that poise really shows out and you can see it I'm one that really likes to read body language and and facial expressions those types of things see if there's somewhere in there whether it's good and or bad pros and cons with that but I think here with Morikawa it's such a an even-keeled demeanor with his poise out there on the golf course. Yes, that's up for a championship mindset, and that's exactly what we're seeing here in the fourth round today. Your defending champion, Shane Lowry, just finishing up. He shot a 69 to finish at six under par for the championship. That is currently tied for 12th, so not a shabby title defense at all there for the Irishman and Shane Lowry. It was two years ago that he won at Royal Portrush and a good showing here at uh, Royal or Royal St. George's in Sandwich, England, so good on the former championship there or champion there Lowry with a good finish here in his title defense James let's move from the links to the hardwood and the Milwaukee Bucks have now won three games in a row in the NBA finals over the Phoenix Suns to take a three games to two series lead and they're headed back home next Tuesday with that advantage for game six to close it out so a good position obviously for the Milwaukee Bucks 123 to 119 your final on Saturday night the Bucks win out right as four-point underdogs and of course the game sails over the total of 220. 
It sure did. And a spectacular shooting on both sides for both teams hitting from deep uh, teams. Both teams were getting what they wanted. Now, we saw that in game four. They had opportunities, too. Couldn't knock anything down. The complete reversal when it came to knocking shots down from the outside. So way over. And you could see that early. Phoenix, especially 16-point lead in that first quarter. And it's a very young team. Aside from Chris Paul, it is a very young team. And both these teams are inexperienced when it comes to the NBA Finals. But from the Milwaukee side, Brady, they've made plenty of adjustments uh, through their rotation as far as minutes played on the floor. A lot smaller of a lineup, more athletic of a lineup defensively. A lot of times where Giannis playing the five position to try to extend out on those ball screens that Chris Paul loves to get around and, and operate in the middle of the floor. And here, I think that's where we saw just such a, a, a fun game, an exciting game, back and forth game as far as the shooting was concerned. Uh, definitely a number of defensive lapses on both sides with Milwaukee struggling to close it out became such a close game and I think we saw the youth kind of play out last night late with Devin Booker as sensational of a series as he's had and a great game last night shooting the basketball playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of poise that last second that last second play with the turnover really he had that 15 foot jumper right there at the free throw line and he dribbled too deep he got in too deep got into Giannis that's where he got stopped and turned and that's where Drew Holiday was able to come in, steal the ball, make the big play at the other end of the floor. But I think Drew Holiday, in particular, last night, Brady, he was the best player on the court, either team, on both sides of the floor. Because not only is he doing it, he did it offensively last night, defensively with the steal, too, but throughout the series, just been hounding Chris Paul, especially the last three games. All three of those games now lead to a Bucks win. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. And I think that's really been the difference in the series, the emergence of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. You remember the first two games that the Suns won pretty easily when Holiday and Middleton were really off on their shooting and, and the defense wasn't outstanding either. They have absolutely turned things around in the last three games, which have resulted in Bucks wins. If you look at the MVP market, Drew Holiday all the way at 66 to 1. I mean, maybe if he has a remarkable game six or seven, uh, he could uh, unseat Giannis there, but Giannis, an overwhelming favorite. It's amazing how things have flipped so dramatically James from game four to game five and I think a lot of it is because the Milwaukee Bucks are now going home and that creates such an advantage you look at the series price Milwaukee now minus 400 I believe it was Phoenix minus 150 just yesterday before game five and now we have you know a five dollar move towards Milwaukee minus five or minus 400 in the series price Phoenix now plus 310 do the Suns have any shot here, James? Is there anything in some of these derivative markets as far as the Suns getting this done and winning the NBA championship? Anything, any price there that uh, has caught your eye? Well, I'm already in. So I lost last night. I had the Suns to win in six. Obviously, that's gone with the loss last night for Phoenix. I do have them in seven to win plus 450. So that ticket is still alive. And I think here for both teams, we talked about the inexperience on the Suns, young team. Now, not as young of a team when we're talking about the Bucks, but as far as championship experience goes, yeah, there is none. So closing out the closing out a final that is going to be a whole different level of play that Milwaukee hasn't had before when we're talking about the finals here and Phoenix is not a team that's just going to go away and I, and yeah the confidence right now has got to be shook especially the last two games how they lost how they lost in game four really just letting that lead slip away and Devin Booker getting into foul trouble in that fourth quarter was pretty impactful in that loss and then last night having the opportunity getting up 16 then falling behind coming back when they were down 10 with roughly about three minutes to go in the fourth quarter with an opportunity with roughly 20 some odd seconds left there and the turnover where Booker really should have took that free throw line jumper uh, I think that's where they got to be sitting now just kicking themselves just feeling like they had opportunities in the last two games to win obviously both have turned into losses but you know I think that's where the leadership not only with Chris Paul but more so with coach Monty Williams here uh, to keep his young players mindset in intact and confident and I think they'll be they're they're going to come in this is not going to be just a cakewalk here for the Milwaukee Bucks to close out this series in game six so is there a shot absolutely because there's not that championship experience to close out an NBA finals that's the difference in this finals 
Brady, we're so used to seeing the same players year in and year out, whether it's the teams, the players, right, all the, the superstar names that we see in the NBA Finals pretty much consistently over the years. We're not seeing that here, and I think it's going to be a new challenge for the Bucks to be able to close out. Yeah, they're going to be at home, and that's definitely going to be an advantage, uh, but haven't been there and done that yet, so I'm not ready to throw in the towel on my Sun Series pick, plus 450 to win in seven. A little bit of drama at the Open Championship. Jordan Spieth has birdied the 13th hole. It's now just a two-shot advantage for Colin Morikawa as he tees off on the 13th hole. Jordan Spieth playing the par 5 14th, and his tee ball has found the fairway. So a par 5 here. If Jordan can birdie this, he made an eagle on the par 5 on the front side, the 7th hole. So things getting a little bit more interesting here. And at BetMGM, Colin Morikawa still a $4 favorite at minus 400. Jordan Spieth at three to one to hoist the Claret Jug. Louis Oosthuizen now twenty to one as he just dropped a shot on that twelfth hole. James, I want to ask you about Game Six coming up in Milwaukee next Tuesday night. The Bucks are currently a five-point favorite, and your total has jumped. This is the highest opening total I believe we've seen in the series at two twenty-two. And not necessarily how you might play this game, but any initial thoughts on what we might see out of this contest? You alluded to it uh, briefly there with the Suns by no means are dead yet. How do you think this plays out on Tuesday night? Is it going to be a frenetic pace and a lot of scoring like we saw in game five? How do you think this goes in uh, what could be a closeout game for Milwaukee? I think in the first half, we might see that. I think the Suns need to generate some more pace. As well as Booker has played, the thing with Booker is when he gets it, it's a very isolated basketball. There's a lot of standing around with his teammates and watching Booker kind of jab step and what's he going to do off the dribble, his pull-up jumper. Not a lot of movement off the ball when it comes to player movement. Not a lot of ball movement either. So I think they're going to have to talk about that. And yeah, you want to get Booker off and he's, he's going to have to lead this team in scoring. We know that. But they're going to have to have some other players step up and be able to have opportunities. I think that's the key here, opportunities to score the basketball. And I think probably trying to get the ball inside and go with DeAndre Ayton. So will the pace pick up? I think so. I would think that from the Suns' perspective, yeah, they've got to get into their half-court sets quicker. If they can get any kind of transition, that would be helpful. But I think getting into the getting into their sets quicker and getting some more player movement off the ball, making Milwaukee have to work as opposed to really being ready to be in that help position against Booker when he puts it on the floor. So I think the pace will be in the first half, but I'll be looking, if I'm going to get involved, it'll be looking to play the second half under because I think once we get, once you get closer to that to that championship and you're ready to finish out that those games, yeah, nerves might get a little tight when it comes to shooting the basketball on both sides. So I think they'll be valuing possessions more. So if I'm looking to get involved with the total, I'd be looking at the under, but probably come second half once we have a better idea of what the pace looks like. Yeah, I think the Suns, you know, they can't just rely on Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They really need Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson to be involved. And that's really what we're seeing with Milwaukee leading to their success. Of course, Middleton and Holiday have come around, but they're also getting contributions from Connaughton and Bobby Portis. You know, it's really been an entire team effort. They're not just relying on Giannis. If you're the Phoenix Suns, I think you have to go back and look at that film of game four. They should have won that game. They, they led almost the entire time. I mean, it was just the final 15 seconds or so when Milwaukee ended up covering that spread. But uh, that looked like it was going to go to the Suns. It did not. They'll be back in Milwaukee for game six. The Suns will have a chance to force a game seven and bring the series back to Phoenix. We'll talk a little baseball, get a golf update in the next segment. It is the pregame show right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh, 
OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you checking the Open Championship, the final round. Colin Morikawa in the lead and playing the 13th hole. His approach shot to the 13th green nearly caught a pot bunker, but uh, his ball is able to roll onto the putting surface. Looks like he'll have about 15 feet for a birdie. Currently has a two-shot advantage over Jordan Spieth. Spieth is at 12 under par, playing the par 5 14th. He will not have a look at Eagle. He laid up a little bit short. Looks like he's probably got about somewhere between 60 and 80 yards short of the putting surface, so he'll try and get up and down there for a birdie. Louis Eustazen converted one at 12 to get another uh, stroke back. He's at 11 under, three shots behind his playing partner, Colin Morikawa, and if we look at the updated in-game odds here, Morikawa back to a $5 favorite to win the Claret Jug. Minus 500 here at BetMGM. Jordan Spieth now dropping a little bit to 4-1 to one to take over Morikawa and win his second Open Championship. James, let's get to the Diamonds here. We've got a few games going, a handful of games that will begin just after the top of the hour. And I'll start with what is a very good series in the NL Central between the Reds and the Brewers. The Brewers now with a five-game lead on Cincinnati in the division. And they're looking for the sweep today. They won an extra innings on Saturday night. The Reds have been a real tough out but you wonder if the Brewers are kind of showing that they may be the leader in that division and I I mean not literally but figuratively that they're kind of imposing their will and telling Cincinnati this is our division to win here Corbin Burns on the hill today certainly one of the aces for the Brew crew and another good pitcher going for Cincinnati in Sunny Gray the Brewers are a small favorite here on the road did you make any uh, moves in this one James 
the move I made was with Burns, one of our pitcher props that was out there at 17 and a half outs for Burns. I'm betting the over there. It was juiced at a dollar. Actually, it dropped to a dollar 30 here. But I think you talked about going for the sweep. A little payback from last week going into the All-Star break with the Brewers getting swept at home. And now they can return the favor. And I think with Burns, one of the top pitchers, I think we're seeing the depth of pitching for Milwaukee. And I'm definitely one that, that good pitching beats good hitting. And in this case here with Burns. Yeah, I know we've got a good lineup there with the Cincinnati Reds, but I think they're going to need Burns as far as playing that pitcher prop at 17 and a half outs to go over that. Basically, he's got to go through six innings. Uh, I think here he's done that 10 out of his 15 starts this season. And if you think about where the Brewers, their bullpen is right now, the, la- the first two games in this series uh, on yesterday, they had to use six relievers on Friday. They had to use four relievers to close out five innings. So, and the fact that Devin Williams Williams, one of their setup guys, one of their big setup guys, he is on the injured list right now. I think they're going to need to get some innings out of Burns, and he's fully capable of doing that. So that's what I'm going to get involved with here. I would lean towards the Brewers to win this game as well, but I'm going to put my money on Burns as opposed to the full team with the Brewers. Yeah, I'm with you somewhat. I, I took the Brewers. I'm putting my money on Burns as well. I'm back in the Brewers. I think I got him at minus 114, and we're seeing about minus 120 across the board now. Now, I know you had some interest also in the Tigers hosting the Minnesota Twins. This will be J.A. Happ taking on Wiley Peralta, and Minnesota a short road favorite in this one, James. I played the over. I think you're going to see some runs scored today. Definitely. I, I hope so. I'm taking I'm taking the Tigers in the first five at plus 115 at home right now. The Twins, one of the bigger disappointments in all of in all the big leagues, with what the expectations were for this team coming into the season and where they currently sit right now in those AL Central standings and getting swept yesterday in that doubleheader at Detroit. This is more so just a bet against J.A. <laughs> Hap. Hap is he, he was terrific in April, but since then, and he kind of took advantage of a lot of that cold weather we saw in April some games in the snow that were played there in Minnesota but since that weather has warmed up Hap has allowed 48 earned runs in 11 starts 15 home runs in those 11 starts and his ERA on the road is brutal it's sitting at eight and a quarter so that's where I'm going here I'm going to take the Tigers in the first five plus 115. All right and up on the championship Jordan chips up on the 14th hole to eight feet so he'll Eight feet for birdie, 14 hole, and that will really be a must make as he trails Colin Morikawa by two shots. Morikawa did not make his birdie on 13. He did tap in for a par. So Morikawa still in the lead at 14 under par. Spieth trying to make a birdie and close that gap to just one shot. He is currently 3-1 to one to win the Open Championship is Jordan Spieth, his second Open Championship. Colin Morikawa, minus $4 to win his second major championship. That at BetMGM. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you. We'll come back and cover some more baseball that will be going to first pitch here in just about a half an hour from now on the pregame show right here at VSIN. Football season is right around the corner, and that means the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. I'm looking forward to that. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so that you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early. So now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up for the all access VSIN package and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. It's all available now. Sign up at vcin.com slash subscribe. This is the pregame show. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Getting interesting over at Royal St. George's, Mr. Salinas. 
For now, we have just a one-shot lead for Colin Morikawa as Jordan Spieth does convert that eight-foot birdie putt on the par 5 14th. He's now at 13 under par for the championship. Colin Morikawa is currently playing that par 5 14th. And Spieth on the 15th hole, one of the most difficult holes on the course, nearly a 500-yard par 4, the 15th hole there. Spieth has found the fairway. So looking good there for Jordan Spieth backers. Colin Morikawa, his odds have been almost cut in half, James. Now a minus 275 favorite and Spieth at plus 225. This is pretty amazing. You and I opened the show thinking Morikawa looks unflappable and a $5 favorite. Things have gotten quite interesting here in just about 20 minutes. Oh, the drama, Brady. Of course, <laughs> there's drama with the open and, and good. I mean, that makes that's going to make it exciting down the stretch with the last couple of holes here. Yeah, I'm seeing the same numbers that you were talking about. Morikawa right now is uh, 275 as the favorite with Jordan Spieth plus two and a quarter. Tempted? Any any action here? Any tempt? Any interest in getting involved with Jordan Spieth at this point here? Plus two and a quarter, Brady. I don't think it's bad at this point. I mean, you, you would expect Morikawa to make birdie and get this back to a two-shot advantage on the par five. I didn't see where his second shot landed. He was just off of the fairway with his tee ball. He had a uh, fairway wood in his hand for his approach shot. I did not see where it ended up. But uh, you got to figure odds are it'll go back to a two-shot advantage for Morikawa. And, and maybe that price will go back to three to one on Spieth. But, you know, just two shots and four holes to play. I, it might be worth a look. I personally have Jordan Spieth in pocket pre-tournament. So <laughs> I, I'm on pins and needles over here, James, just trying to do this show with you here. Let's take a look at the Diamonds. I know one game you're looking at is the Diamondbacks hosting the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs have won two here. And the first one was relatively easy, not so much on Saturday night. But today it'll be Zach Davies taking on uh, Merrill Kelly for Arizona. And, and er Merrill Kelly has been one of the bright spots for the Diamondbacks. They're there aren't many, but I think this guy's a pretty good pitcher and I kind of like this game to stay under the total. What are your thoughts on this one down in Phoenix? That's exactly where I'm going. I'm not going to play the full nine, though, because once they get into that bullpen, Kelly's not going to throw nine innings. And once they get into that bullpen, anything is anything is possible with that D-backs bullpen. But, yeah, to your point with Merrill Kelly, he's pitched very well when he's at home in particular, and that's where he'll be facing the, a Cubbies lineup that we know with this Cubs team. And this is not going to be the same. What we see today is not going to be the same lineup that we see in two weeks once that the trade deadline passes in Major League Baseball. So just kind of wondering where the Cubs' mindset is. Both these teams, really, the D-backs have been just awful all season long, banged up in their banged up with their lineup as well. A number of sticks have been out on the injured list for quite a while. So that's where I'm going. I'm going to go under five, late $1.15 here for the first five in this matchup. And looking at Kelly, he's pitched very well at home, 55 innings at home. His ERA is around 350, uh, but he's just he's given up five. 15 home runs so far, but just five at home. So he's a different pitcher when he's playing in Arizona, and there's a humidor there, too, I think similar to what we see out here at Coors Field with the Colorado Rockies. And then on the other side, Zach Davies wasn't good wasn't good in April, but since May 1st, he's had 10 starts where he's allowed two earned runs or less, and five of those starts, he didn't allow any earned runs. So Davies has grinded himself after a shaky start to the season, so that's where I'm going here, Brady. I'm with you under, but I'll just stay with the first five under five runs. Nice approach shot for Jordan Spieth there on that long par 4 15th hole from 220 yards out. Looks like he'll have about 20 feet for birdie to tie Colin Morikawa and the adjusted odds here. Morikawa has ticked down, James, to minus 250. Spieth still right there at plus 225. I want to talk about an interesting game in Oakland and this has been a good series so far between the Cleveland Indians and the Oakland A's. Both second place teams in the AL Central and the AL West and a good pitching matchup today between Zach Plesak and Chris Bassett. The uh, Oakland A's are the favorite here in this game, of course, playing at home. Did you do anything with this one, James? I, I was looking towards the under, and to be honest with you, I think the price is pretty inflated on Oakland. I, I think it's worth a look at the dog here as well. 
I was looking at this here as well, but I think with Plezak, since he's come out, you know, he was he's been out for he was out for quite a while with the broken thumb taken off his shirt back in May. <laughs> he had once he's had one start since then last week, and I think there the the bullpen's a little taxed right now. They've had a lot of injuries on the, through that rotation for sure, as far as the starters were concerned. Plezak coming back his first his first game back, kind of on a pitch count, so that's where I was kind of concerned. Where you're out for a while, he was out for about six weeks and we know now you're going to get your arms stretched out because he wasn't really able to pitch because he broke his hand or broke his thumb for that matter. So just not sure how deep he's going to go. His last start was first game back from the injured list only through 55 pitches. So I'm just kind of concerned. Is there a pitch limit with him? Uh, because right now I think that getting into that Indians bullpen early, that might be a possibility. So I just stayed away from it. Well, very interesting as it continues to fluctuate on the live odds board here at BetMGM, James. Colin Morikawa now down to just a $2 favorite. It was about a half an hour ago. Even as short as five minutes ago, he was a $5 favorite. Jordan Spieth now to plus 175. Morikawa's approach shot there on the par 5 14th comes up short, and he's going to have about 20, 25 feet for birdie and has to go up over a hill too. So things really getting tight here down the last four or five holes of this championship let's look at Sunday night baseball James and of course the classic matchup the Red Sox and the Yankees and it was a heck of a game on Saturday the Yankees finally uh, beat their nemesis Red Sox the first time they've beaten Boston all year and they're the favorite here at minus 120 with Jamison Tyone taking on Martin Perez yeah, don't like the pitching matchup on either side here. And I think with Tyone, it's, when is he going to start? You know, he's been out with injury for over last season. And now it's he's pitched better at home, actually, than he has on the road, which is kind of interesting considering where they play. And we know what a band box it is for hitters there at Yankee Stadium. But just with the COVID situation going on with the Yankees right now, so many bats out of that lineup and, you know, far below expectations this year. I'm just staying away from this series. I don't like Perez on the other side side with Boston. If anything, I'd be looking at the total, uh, but too many sticks out for the Yankees for me to get involved. Huge putt for Colin Morikawa. He drains it for birdie. Gets back to a two-shot advantage over Jordan Spieth. He is 15 under par for the championship. Spieth will have a look for birdie on the 15th hole as things get really crazy here at Royal St. George's. We'll come back with some of our best bets for the day. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you on the pregame show right here on v Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. like we might have a tie ball game or just a one-shot advantage for Colin Morikawa. He makes yet another incredible putt, this time for birdie, up and over the mound on the 14th putting surface and finds the hole to get him to 15 under par for the championship. Now he still maintains a two-shot advantage over Jordan Spieth, who just narrowly missed his birdie putt on the 15th hole. He tapped in for par. So you look at the adjusted odds here, and they've taken it off the board. The last I saw, James, Colin Morikawa was a minus 450 favorite. So kind of back to where we started. We had some real drama there for just about a hole and a half, but Morikawa has really got this thing uh, in the reins, uh, in his control, and now to a $5 favorite, minus 500 as the odds pop back up here at BetMGM and Jordan Spieth at plus 350. Spieth will have three holes left to play. He's got a par three and two par fours, and we saw how he finished yesterday bogeying the final two holes. He'll probably need a couple of birdies here today, but Morikawa absolutely in control. John Rahm has it to 11 under. He's tied with Louis Tazen. Uh John Rahm now playing the 17th. I don't know if he's got a shot here, but uh, another fine performance by the U.S. Open champion. James, uh, in the final segment here, our producer Stephanie's got a few fun games we can play here. It takes two. If you had to come up with a two-team parlay, what would you do here today? And let's go over yours first, and then I'll share mine. Go ahead. Oh, looking at the Royals, the team total going over four and a half runs, and it's juiced at 140. And usually if I'm going to do any kind of parlay, I'm just I'm a cheapskate, Brady, when it comes to laying the VIG. I don't like laying a lot of juice. So I would. that's why I would do a parlay in this sense, because I don't want to lay a $1.40 in, in baseball most times. And I think here with the Royals, it's really uh, the bet against is Matt Harvey. Harvey's just been, he started off, started off hot early this season, and we definitely saw the Matt. Harvey regression jump in the last couple months. He's been I think five out of the last six, he's given up five earned runs or more. He's just been getting really tagged. So I think here with the Royals, team total over four and a half runs, laying the dollar forty. Like I said, don't want to lay that juice. I'll parlay it with Corbin Burns going over seventeen and a half outs. That one was laying a dollar thirty, and we talked about Burns earlier, just needing to get stretched out here. I think they're going to need him just with the bullpen being taxed the way that it has the last two nights in this series against Cincinnati, as well as Devin Williams on the injured list as well. Well, so a little short in the back end of the bullpen there, and I think Burns fully capable. We know he's one of the better pitchers in the National League, and looking for the sweep are the Brewers. So I'm going to go there over 17 and a half. That's minus 130. You do that, it pays plus 203. So you get two dollar payback. That's where I'm looking at as far as it takes two in our parlay segment. Yeah, I think those both make a lot of sense, and I'm with you. I, I didn't play the Royals team total over, but I do like the over in that game between Kansas City and Matt Harvey on the bump. For the Baltimore Orioles, so those kind of those two plays kind of correlated there. The Royals team tover, uh, total over, and I'm looking at the entire game over. That total is currently posted at ten, pretty much across the board between the Royals and the Baltimore Orioles. My uh, it takes two parlay. I hinted at this earlier that I think that price on Oakland is inflated there against the Cleveland Indians and Zach Plesac. And mine's a little bit more of a long bomb, but I, I think Cleveland should not be a plus one fifty dog there at the 
Oakland Coliseum today. Chris Bassett, you look at his ERA, it's about 3.3 or so, but his XFIP is all the way almost to four, just I believe a couple of ticks under four. And so I think this pitching matchup is really relatively even, even though if you look at Bassett's record, it appears that much stronger than Zach Plesak. I think the way they're actually pitching, it is much more of a pick matchup there. So a little bit of value, in my opinion, with the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I'm looking at plus 148, close to plus 150. And then I like the under in the Braves and the Rays. We know the Rays, you know, not a, an extremely powerful offense. The Braves, of course, without Acuna Jr. now. Uh, and you've got Smiley on the hill against Rich Hill. The total is at nine, and I just found that to be high. I could see much more like seven or eight runs being scored in this game, James. So if you take both of those and put them together, plus 350 on the payout for a two-team parlay. Plus 350, always a nice payday if you're going that route. I think here, where if we're talking about the, the Rays, and I think for Rich Hill, that's kind of where – don't know if we expected. I know I didn't expect Rich Hill to pitch the way that he has thus far, so far this season, although we have seen a little bit of regression. We're seeing that with a handful of pitchers, or maybe more than a handful, a couple handful of pitchers uh, coming out, you know, once we got into June and we started hearing all about the the crackdown on the sticky substances. I know we talk about spin rates and those types of things, and I know that has decreased for Rich Hill in that standpoint, but uh, I'm with you. If I was going to get involved with this, that'd be the way I'd be leaning as well as going under in the Rays and the Braves game. All right, we're going to take a look at the easiest over. Which game do you think has the best chance of going over the total today? And I look at the monitor here. It looks like Colin Morikawa has found the deep rough with his tee ball there on the 15th hole. So we'll see how that develops there. He's become, uh, last look, uh, a minus 700 favorite to win the Open Championship. Jordan Spieth, the next closest competitor, two shots behind. Currently, Spieth is playing the 16th hole. But the easiest over, which baseball game has the most likelihood of going over over the total today and of course you're going right back to Casey Baltimore and Matt Harvey I'm with you on that one I actually played that one we spoke about the Cubs and the Diamondbacks and I know Merrill Kelly is kind of a pitcher that we like on that staff but I, I just think it's kind of happy action fun time with these two teams James you, we talked about it how they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline and, and the players know that and, and I know players play seriously and but you know when you think you're possibly on the trade block and the game doesn't mean a whole lot I, I just maybe see this getting a little out of hand and I could see some runs being put up on the board Definitely when we get to the bullpens in this case, especially with Arizona's bullpen, one of the worst bullpens in the big leagues, I, I get you. That's where, for me, I just went the first five under because I didn't want to get involved with those bullpens. But I do like Kelly at home. He's pitched very well in Arizona. And and I think Davey's the other side. He's pitched very well since May 1st. In those 10 starts he's had since May 1st, he's allowed two runs or less in five of those starts. And five of those starts and 10 starts, he's allowed two runs or less. And five of those he hasn't allowed any earned runs. So with the starting pitchers up there, I like my chances under first five in the five for five in halfway through the game, but we're going to get to those bullpens soon enough. And once they get to the bullpens for both sides, but in particular for the D backs, Brady, I think that's where you'll start to see some runs put on the board. Yeah, I'm rooting for that. All heck could break loose. Certainly there at chase field. And, and you talked about it too. Definitely a hitter friendly park there in the other desert. Uh, by the way, Colin Morikawa, the odds makers have seen that ball go into the rough as well as he now has dropped to a minus 350 favorite so it was just uh, minus 700 and now minus 350 in the in-game wagering to win the open championship Jordan Spieth does tap in for par uh, on the 16th hole he remains two shots back he'll head to the 17th tee and we'll see what Morikawa has in front of him as he tries to negotiate this shot out of the deep stuff okay and now finally we go to the easiest under and unders are never easy I think those maybe are sometimes more difficult then the over, especially from a sweat perspective, you got to sweat that the full nine innings to see if that thing stays under the total. Uh, but you're going to go with the Padres and the Nationals. And so far, we've seen a lot of runs scored in this game. Kind of a tough beat for me and not a not a funny situation, but a shooting outside the park at the Washington Nationals Padres game on Saturday. I had over nine and a half runs in that one and they were already to 12, but I ended up getting my money back instead of a win as that game was suspended. But you're going back to the well here on the total in this one, James, and looking towards the under in this affair. 
And it's just based on the pitchers that we have. Once they get through and they finish that suspended game, now you're going to have the next game in the sense with the starters of Musgrove and Scherzer out there. And that's where I'm going, obviously. Two very solid pitchers. We know Scherzer is such a bulldog on the mound. And I think both those guys, and they faced they faced their opponent. They faced each other uh, roughly two weeks ago. And neither of them pitched very well. And Scherzer got lit up, and so did Musgrove got lit up by the Nats. And I think bounce back spot for them. A competitive pride shows out. Both very good pitchers, and we'll see what comes out of this long night, distracting night. Fortunately, nothing happened on the field at you know in in D.C. there, but I think they got to finish out that first game. I probably won't bet this. I think that just looking at for me, I, anytime we got to suspend a game, they've got to get in the sixth inning and finish this out, then start the next game. Not exactly sure what those lineups will look like either. In case uh, you may have somebody sit, so here's the case for me. Just going with the two pitchers here in that park. Uh, I like the two pitches, especially Scherzer's on the Scherzer side, and I did take the over on Friday. That one cashed very early. That was a nice one. No sweat Good there. I'll you. go the opposite. <laughs> I'll go the opposite side this time, and I'll look at the under with those two pitchers on the mound. That looked like the uh, San Diego Chargers with 24 points, yes. not the San Diego Padres there in right. that game on Friday night. I'm going to go to the Astros and the White Sox. By the way, Colin Morikawa with a very good shot out of the deep stuff on the 15th hole. It looks like he'll have about 10 feet for par to maintain that two-shot advantage over Jordan Spieth and the way he's been putting. And it's very interesting, James Morikawa, the strength of his game is not the flat stick. I mean, he's probably the best iron player in the entire world, drives it very accurately off the tee, but the flat stick is not his friend, but it certainly has been today. He'll have one more big test here on the 15th green. Looks like he'll have about 15 feet to save his par there. Haven't seen what Jordan Spieth has done on the tee at 17, but the odds currently Morikawa and now minus 400 to win the Open Championship. Jordan Spieth at 3-1. to one. I'm going to the under on the Astros and the White Sox. And this is a series I've been very interesting, uh, very interested in. Uh, two certainly front runners in the American League. Both have their sights set on not only the pennant but the World Series. Good game on Saturday with Lucas Giolito on the hill for the Chicago White Sox. The Astros took game one on Friday. So the rubber match today. And I think this series is pretty intense. These two teams know that they are contenders in the American League. Valdez and Rodone, the total opened up at eight and a half. We've seen it bet down to eight, and, and I'm with that. I'm going to ride that uh, under move that we've seen so far, James. I agree. I, I think with on the White Sox side too, if you think about their lineup, a number of number of big boppers that are not in the lineup. They'll be back in August, but that's not going to help in this case here against Valdez. He's a fireballer too. You know, he's a, he's he doesn't give up the long ball. I think that's the biggest piece here. He keeps the ball in the yard. Fifty basically fifty four innings, only five home runs given up. And what about Carlos Rodon? Brady, where did this come from? I was not expecting him. I thought he was going to be further down the list. When we're talking about rotation, he's been terrific this season. I think we'll see another good game out of him tonight. I agree with you on the under there. Yeah, Giolito, Rodone, and Lance Lynn for the Chicago White Sox. Yep. This team looks pretty strong as we head into the second half of the season. My friend, thank you. You enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Root for Jordan Spieth for me, but uh, hey, hats off to Colin Morikawa if he can win his second major championship. Jeff Parles up next for Betting Across America. Right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.